In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to St. Mark Bemidji's podcast, the podcast that stays crunchy, even with milk, overnight. This program, like many other modern podcasts, is a value-for-value podcast. We send you the value of the content, free, without a paywall or a subscription, or giving up your personal information while creating an account. The amount of value you receive is entirely up to you. If you thought it was terrible, well, you're only out a few minutes of your time. But if you thought it was great, we would like you to take the time to take that value and pass it on. You see, we don't want your money. We want you to spread the love that we received from God free and give it to someone else who most desperately needs it. And the best part is that when you give God's love away, you somehow haven't lost a thing. In fact, you may have gained more than you started with. A true miracle. So if you like this podcast, share it with a friend or anyone. And there are lots of ways to do it, including just taking a look at the show notes and copying the address from Buzzsprout down and giving it to someone else. Do you need help with this? Just send me an email at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org and I'll get back to you right away and help you out. I thought I would change up our repertoire a little bit today and do a replay of this week's sermon from St. John's Lutheran Church in Woodlake, Minnesota. Let's listen in now, shall we? Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. There is a popular opinion that the Christian religion is for the weak. That it's merely a, a crutch. Religion is a crutch for, the, for weak-minded people who need strength in numbers. Likewise, some people, people sometimes picture even Jesus Christ as a weakling. Think of it, our our chief festivals of the Christian year celebrate Jesus as a baby and then dying on a cross in weakness. And in between those two, oftentimes he is depicted as as a soft-spoken, tender-hearted man, not particularly manly, soft even. This same tendency is also shown in most depictions of the holy angels. Think of it, how do you see them depicted? Commonly either as long-haired, elegant ladies or as cute, chubby babies with wings. All of this couldn't be further from the truth. But still, I think it is what it leads at least some people to conclude that the church is primarily for women and children. In particular, it may have led some men to conclude that Jesus and his church are not for them, And if the men check out, eventually their children will follow. But the reality that we remember today on the feast of St. Michael and all angels 
is that not only are the angels in the Bible characterized as men, they are uniformly warriors, soldiers, fighters. The heavenly hosts are the armies of heaven. Their leader is St. Michael, the archangel. But their commander is Jesus. The Lord of hosts himself, Jesus and his army of angels, is a fighter, a powerful conqueror. And the reason that this is important, the reason is it is important to know just how strong this fighting force is, is because we are opposed by a dreadful foe. A mighty enemy. One of the most dangerous consequences of thinking that Christ and his angels are weak is to imagine that the devil and his angels are weaker still. For either we will conclude that the devil just doesn't exist, he's not going to bother us, or we think of him mainly as a cartoon. Can't hurt us. St. John saw the devil as an evil dragon. That is, an ancient serpent who leads the whole world astray, and perhaps we think of the devil like we think or don't think of dragons. But he is real. And if he had his way, he would destroy everything good that God has made, including you and everything you hold dear. If the enemy is small and weak, our fighting force, our defense could be small and weak too. But the devil is a roaring lion, a dragon. And you are no match for a lion or a dragon. And neither are your children. The fire he breathes is the fire of hell. He breathes out accusations against you all day long and won't even let you get a sound night's sleep, but drags up your crimes and your faults, your sin and your shame before your conscience in the darkness of night. His forces, he advances his force to to lead you to pride by day and despair by night. His aim is to devour you and to lead the little ones under your care into sin and down to hell too. There is nothing that draws a sharper sword from Jesus than the thought of someone who causes a little child who believes in him to stumble and fall. But make no mistake about it, Jesus is not warning the devil here. He is warning you. The one who stands between Jesus and the safety and salvation of his little lambs and sheep is in fact then standing on the side of the dragon, 
opposite Jesus and his angelic host. When Jesus says that the one who causes one of these little ones to sin should be anchored to the bottom of the sea, he's not just posturing. Jesus has the army to back it up. He is deadly serious. The angels who watch over the little ones, he says they see the face of God. That is, they answer to him. And they follow orders. They are no joke. But it's not just little children that they protect. The psalmist writes, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Sin and temptation come upon everyone. But the angel hosts are not merely concerned with getting you through life with your body intact. But they are primarily concerned with getting you to eternal life. And so if it would be better so it would be better if it would be better to enter life maimed than to burn whole in hell. we might be very glad to have the angels start slashing us with their swords. But woe to us if we fight for the other side. Woe to us if we fight against the angels who welcome children in Jesus' name by teaching them by word or by our example that Jesus and His word, His house, His word are not the most important? Woe to us. And woe to us if we believe that that an intact healthy body or a whole intact income or a whole intact social life or education is more important than our eternal well-being. And don't think the angels don't notice such treachery. The most heroic of conquerors lead their troops in battle. They don't fight from a throne or from a desk. They go first. And even so, our conqueror, our hero, has gone into battle. You will recall it was Jesus himself who lined up against the devil in the wilderness and who fought victoriously, conquering him with nothing but the word of God. And only when he had won did angels come and attend to him. And again in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus fought, fought so hard that his blood, his sweat was like drops of blood. But by his prayer and his perfect will, he defeated the tempter. And again, angels came and attended him. But the key battle, the decisive, the climax comes on the cross. 
when the enemy unloads all his arrows, fires all of his weapons at our hero, and he dies. But he is no weakling. He is our conqueror. And by his death, Jesus destroyed death, conquering sin and disarming the devil himself. In his revelation, which we heard St. John, in his vision, St. John got to see this cosmic war between good and evil, between Michael and his angels and the devil and his angels. It's not entirely clear when this battle took place. Was it at the very beginning when the, the angels, the evil angels fell away? Or was it there on the cross where Jesus went to battle? Or is it still to come? The final battle when the last enemy death is finally destroyed. I don't really know. But two things are sure. One, Jesus Christ is victorious over death and the devil. And two, there is a battle that still wages. The blood of the Lamb of God still and always will overcome the devil. The word of those who testify overcomes all the accusations of the evil one. But still his angels must fight to guard and defend you and your little ones just as we still need the holy angels to guard and defend us. And in this battle, we still need men and women also to stand on the side of the angels, to welcome little children in the name of Jesus, to fight for them, to be zealous for their eternal welfare against every enemy, every one or thing, anything that despises, looks down upon them. Martin Luther, in a sermon once on, for this festival, St. Michael and All Angels, he said, The devil is the enemy of all children and does not like to see them come into the world, grow and prosper. No, the devil would much prefer that they never be born. The devil would prefer them to be killed in the womb or to be neglected or ignored, left on their own to imitate the world and to be trained and educated by it. No, this is no time for cowards. This is war. This is time for all Christians, but but especially men, you Christian fathers. Time to pick up a weapon and fight. Stand a post. Say with the holy angels, under my watch this child of God shall meet no harm. Christian fathers, you are God's man for your household. You, just like the holy angels, have been given a command concerning those in your care, your responsibility. 
Man up and stand with the angels. But know this, all of you. The blood of the Lamb, not yours, wins the war. The word of Jesus, not yours, makes the devil flee. The holy angels do not just watch over and fight for children. They watch over all who are children of God, all brothers and sisters in Christ. So even when you sleep, even when you can no longer keep watch, the angels neither slumber nor sleep. Even when you fail and your conscience accuses you, the blood of Jesus himself alone quiets the conscience and comforts you. Christianity is not just for the weak, for weak-minded who need strength in numbers. Though it is for the weak, it is for those who humble themselves like little children. But our strength is not in our numbers. The enemy is strong. He has numbers too. But our Lord Jesus Christ and his holy angels are a mighty, innumerable host. We may be weak. He is strong. So we follow. We march. We fight. But when the fight is fierce, when the warfare is long, the devil's furious. He rages still, but his time is short. Soon, soon to faithful warriors comes their rest. And then the holy angels will again bear us home, and we shall be delivered. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church, Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day.
sin to cry. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need of treasures many? I have one worth more than any. That brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity.